Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, where today I've adopted much more of an NPR personality because this is a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm here with my radiant, glorious, balding co-host, Curtis Dewar of Dewar PR. Well, hello. I'm Matt Bacon. I'm Curtis Dewar. And this is Dumb and Dumbest. So, Curtis, today we're talking about... Uh, music history, apparently. Knowing your music history. Wait, are this we are are are, are 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 we abandoning the uh, the NPR bit? Uh, I am. I gotta be honest, dude. I'm coming down with like a cold, so my 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 ability to talk in a very smooth voice is is not is very limited right now. Um, but we are talking about our music history today. Yes. So Which we all know started with Striper back in 1984. Sure. Yeah. See. Well, 1982, if you count the Rocks or Gene demos. Maybe that's 1983. But anyway, so we all know that's where music started. So, um, Sure. So to ha- I have a lot of strong opinions about this, but Curtis, how about you start? Why do you um, think it's important for good. artists to have a deep understanding of their history, of their well, ancestry even? Well, it's good. I mean, obviously, you don't. it's not necessity but it's but it's valuable if you do because then you kind of know what came before and you can kind of it, it's kind of like it'd be like anybody who is learning their craft in anything you have to kind of know what came before in order to really understand what's to do next and what's happening today you know what i mean it's like you can't really know what to do unless you know what's already happened before i guess is kind of what i'm trying to say right yeah how would you feel about it um, I think that, well, he, 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 here's my view. Cause I, I, I've, I've managed, I managed an artist once who was pretty well known, got a lot of big interviews mm-hmm. and just wouldn't listen when I told them like, you can't, <clears throat> you can't tell people, um, like, like if you're trying to get taken seriously as a metal band, you can't tell people, "Oh, I'm really into Five Finger Death Punch." Well, you could because a lot of these older, like Anthrax, does it. But at the same time, they yeah. But like, like if you're like trying to be like new and hip and like the yeah. Roadburn crowd, yeah. I mean, it's for a example, bit different nowadays. Back when I when metal was first starting, it was a bit different. But because most of them would be into stuff like that, right? But you're right. You know, yeah. But like, like I, I just think you need to be self-aware you, you know and I, and I think you know just like at the end of the day there are cool kid bands who you need to know about if you want to get taken seriously and there's a lot of historical ones like one thing that always surprises me is when I find out a metal band musician has never listened to Black Sabbath or doesn't like them I mean if they don't like them fine but that's personal taste is whatever right but yeah you're wrong but okay yeah I mean I, which is surprising because it's basically the foundation but I mean you know what I mean, or that they've never heard Deep Purple, or they've never heard Coven, or they've never heard uh, Blue Cheer, or Zeppelin, or something like that, right? It just seems weird, you know what I mean? Unnatural, yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, it almost, like, I don't really want to call them a poser or something, but it, it's just weird to me that you wouldn't even go seek out, like, the classics in your genre to go figure out what's already been done before, because those people laid the foundation and they also became successful for a reason and you should be just studying what they did just for that fact and for nothing else yeah absolutely and i think that's really important i think it's very important to kind of be aware like oh this is where it comes from this is why it is the way it is i agree you know what i mean and i think 
Yeah, I, th- I think not understand, not being um, aware of why things are the way they are yeah. is putting you at a huge disadvantage as an artist. Agreed. You know? And you don't have to like them, but you should at least be aware of them. Like, I mean, maybe you don't like Ted Nugent, but you should be familiar with some of his early work. You should. Yeah, you just because I mean? he's a formative artist. In, <coughs> you know, like, I don't like Ted Nugent, probably more because of his political opinions than anything else, if I'm being honest. His early stuff was great, in my opinion, but hey, whatever. Sure, you know, but I, I think that for a younger person like me, it's very, very hard to divorce Ted Nugent from some of his political opinions. You might be right, but you should still check out his early work. No, yeah, but again, yeah, Amboy Dukes is something you need to listen to. Yeah, same with um, Kiss is another one. Yeah, they're not really metal per se, but they basically started, like, I mean, without them, there'd be no Marilyn Manson, there'd be no Slipknot, there'd be no... Uh, there'd be no like tons of bands. Right. So Anthrax wouldn't exist. You know, there's so many bands that just took a direct musical influence from kiss. Right. Absolutely. And, you and again, it's like, listen to their early stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's just a question of having some awareness <coughs> of what kiss is, what they did for music, how deeply they impacted music, you know, and they, and they also impacted merchandising for bands as well. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, despite what you might think, you're going to get caught and called out if you don't know these things. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, for sure. and furthermore, you know, there's so much good music out there. Like, I'm, I was just turning on this podcast. I was just listening to Josh White, who's like yeah. a, an OG, OG, OG fucking blues artist. Yeah. And like, you know he has a really cool story. Like he was friends with, um, you know, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, et cetera, et cetera. But like the amount of cred I get because I can talk intelligently about Josh white mm-hmm. when there's very few other 22 year olds doing that. And that's not me trying to suck my own dick. That's just, there's not a lot of 22 year olds who are self-identifying as Josh white fans. Yeah. I don't even know who the guy is, so. But like, you don't think that helps? That doesn't help my career. I'm sure it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that. Like that's what I'm trying to say with this episode. Is like, knowing these things is only going to make people be like, oh, that guy, that guy knows some shit. You know what I mean? Like, you just want people to be aware that you are, you have a respect for the history, and you know, I think that if you can show people like, oh yeah, I fucking know like all my james johnson and all my like weird um you know 20s jazz and charleston stuff like not only does that make for better music because you're coming from a, a more educated place mm-hmm. you know but also it means like yeah people you know like the music nerds and remember music journalists are just music nerds mm-hmm. you know those people are going to be way more into sucking your dick and way more into helping you out. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you get to talk to them about like, um, I don't know, Bo Bixby or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Like, like you don't, I don't think people understand the, the extent to which I would just like to talk to people about Bo Bixby. <laughs> like, well, all right. You know, like, like that is what I'm into, you know, or like the West Lawn Band. Like, again, you have to realize who you're catering to. You're catering to music journalists who are nerds and that's okay. You know, but like 
if you make them feel like, oh, well, this is like a normal thing to know about the West Lawn Band, mm-hmm. it definitely isn't. <laughs> um, yep. You know, like at least you're setting your, you're positioning yourself mm-hmm. so that people are going to want to check you out, you know? And all, again, like if you can be the artist who's like introducing people to cool shit, mm-hmm. that's a good look for you. Yeah, and the other thing too is it's a bit weird, at least in my opinion, maybe it's just a bit older when I have get a client who doesn't know anything earlier than like, you know, 2001 or something or 99, right? And I'm like, really? <laughs> Slipknot! It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, it's, it's, it's a matter of the historical perspective and it's like, there is, you know, I, I think... I'm definitely informed by this. I don't know as much for you, Curtis. I, I don't get this vibe as much, but like I very much would like to be a part of the history of heavy music. Sometimes, yeah. You know what I mean? I like, like, like when we did that exhorter thing, that was taking an active role in the history of heavy music. I agree 100%. You know, and that's really important to me. I agree. For, a variety of reasons i agree you know and like the more that i get to be a part of that the more i am happy yes i agree you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so i uh, yeah point being like knowing your history is only going to help you it's only going to make people think you're interesting you know just mm-hmm. think about it this way okay which is like you're reading an interview with i don't fucking scotty in okay yeah why not? What's sure. more interesting? You're or okay. No, how about this? You're reading an interview with Scotty in, and you're reading versus an interview with Rob Flynn, like similarly big musicians. Yeah. Yada yada yada. Okay. Which is going to be more interesting to you? If and I don't know if they're into these bands, so just you know, yeah. just bear with me. So if Scotty in pretty talks about like stuff. some really deep kiss dorkery. He does. You know, like if he talks about like some weird kit, like Wicked Lester demo or something. Yeah versus Rob Flynn talking about Marilyn Manson. Like, and that's not to shit on Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson's a very great, very important artist. I was just going to say that. Holy shit, dude. But like, you know, think about it. Which is more interesting to you? Well, I would say him doing the dorkery. Now, one thing I also want to point out about Scott is he also talks a lot about very mainstream bands, and I really appreciate that because it's kind of neat to see a metal guy that's constantly talking about things like Fall Out Boy. Oh, absolutely. Well. <laughs> so I actually, I actually appreciate that as well at the same time. But he good balances between the dorkery, like you said, with the old Wicked Lester demos, and then he'll be talking about Fall Out Boy in the next sentence, right? Yeah, and but the thing is too, like it's. I think there's also a lot of a lot more value than people care to admit with knowing a lot about pop music. Oh, I agree. I mean, I when I started check, checking out more into it in the last year, I mean, there's a lot of knowledge there. There's a lot of stuff that, that's very useful, even if you don't necessarily like all the songs or whatever that you hear, right? Yeah, but also just like you know, like like I think that. Like, if you wanted to sign the Prophecy USA and you wanted to, like, bond with one of us, like, you're much more likely to get in if you were talking to us about, like, ABBA than yeah. if you were talking to us about, um, I don't know, like, like Jordan Reich or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like and that, like, that's not, that's by no means meant to be, like, an authoritative statement, but, like, right. like, yeah. 
Like we we were just fucking nerds. Well, it also shows that you're more versatile if, if and not just stuck in one thing. If you're talking about more than one genre, in my opinion, right? Absolutely, and that's I think that's very important too. Is like being aware being aware of the huge variety of music out there because so many people are so just so boringly limited and that's just not interesting yeah i mean you can go through spurts and just have stuff that you just want to listen to mainly but at the same time you should try to broaden your horizons and look at the historical even contemporary stuff right yeah and you know and again because again like people who like want to shit on like Nicki minaj like don't fucking get it yeah there's no point i mean like yeah i agree I used to, but then, I mean, within, like, I gotta be honest, I used to shit on all the non-metal stuff, too, but within the last year, I mean, just because I've been more in the industry for a while, you have to kind of start looking out and see what other people are doing in order to get to that next level, you know what I mean? Especially with bands, because if they can see what a pop group or whatever is doing that's getting them more likes or more uh, fans or whatever, and what blogs are covering them, you can kind of get an idea of what you should be doing as well, even without selling out, obviously, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously there's like a trick to it and you've got to be smart and not an asshole, but yeah, yeah, like, like these things matter, you know, and I am knowing about the history of music and knowing about what made the Beatles important. Cause like, again, every single person you're dealing with is going to be a music nerd. Yeah, and all the people that you tell the Beatles suck are going to probably, most people are going to look at you and be like, really? I don't particularly enjoy the Beatles, but I've But I've their learned. influence is so huge. Like, you can hear elements of heavy metal in their music back in, like, 1968 or whatever, whatever year the White Album came out. I mean, half that album probably has metal in it. You know what I mean? Well, maybe not half, but probably, you know, a quarter of it, maybe. Absolutely, yeah. Like, like I, I try not to be as much of an asshole about the Beatles as I used to be. Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, I used to be as well, but I mean, once I actually checked them out, and I was like, "Oh wow, there's actually a big history here, and a lot of music is actually really influenced by what they did, even if you don't like it necessarily, right?" Yeah, it's the exactly. same thing with Zeppelin. I, I, I'm not a Zeppelin fan. I think they're boring. Personally, wow. Okay. I don't mind them, but I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Zeppelin, right? But I can totally see their influence on basically all the '80s metal. Uh, a lot guns and roses you know i mean there's so much of an influence there it's not even it's unbelievable right and they they are they definitely deserve the place their place in history that they have am i a fan not well i mean sort of but not really you know what i mean but i can see it right yeah and and i think as long as you have that sort of baseline awareness people are going to respect that and fuck with you you know I agree. but you you need to show you merit, you know, you merit like if like a lot of a lot of your getting respected is gonna come with old heads thinking you're cool. Yeah. You know I mean, how do you make the old heads think you're cool? By knowing a lot about KISS. Yeah. Like straight up. Yeah, or knowing a lot about like if you and if you just don't want to talk about KISS, you could even go with Morbid Angel or something like that, which at least goes back to like eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah, like you just need to know about these things. And I know that sounds lame and that you don't want to talk to some old men, but guess what? (coughs) Those guys have been doing it for 30 fucking years and you haven't. So just to point out just one thing on Morbid Angel, if anybody thinks that's just an old person's band, which maybe they are nowadays, but they're the problem. They're the only metal band to my awareness that have ever, or not metal, death metal band to ever sell over a hundred thousand copies and be on a major label. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, obituary did too, but I think Morbid Angel did more. But still, I mean, like nobody's done that since. So I mean, that would like Covenant would be an album that you'd want to study if you ever want to get into death metal. Yeah, like like it's essential. It is obligatory listening for anyone trying to understand that entire art form. Yeah, because there's no one's ever done that since, and they mean it was like a one-time thing. Maybe they fluked out. I don't know, but that that is definitely an album that anybody that's looking to get into extreme metal should study just for nothing else than the fact that it sold more than pretty much everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That, that's just sort of the basic point we're trying to make is that yeah. know your shit. People will notice if you're able to talk, if you're able to have an intelligent conversation about death or not, like yeah. that matters a lot more than you think. Oops. I was never really into death, but I can talk a little bit about them. Yeah. But I was just Oops. was pulling them out of my ass. Like, like simultaneously. And this is important is no one expects you to know everything always. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, like, I'm not saying, like, break up with your girlfriend and go become the fucking, you know, all-knowing metal guru. Yeah. Well, like, you just need to be aware is what we're saying. Be aware. Like, yeah. I can talk intelligently about death because I've heard enough of them to be able to comment on them, but I was never, like, a geek on them, right? So. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, it, like, yeah, just have that awareness that people are going to want to talk to you about death at some point. And you yeah. can either know about death or you can get branded as that weird guy who doesn't care about death. Or Sepultura <laughs> or whoever it is. Yeah. You know, and like, again, you're totally allowed to have, um, you know, bands you don't care about. Like, I don't care. I don't really care that much about Sepultura. You well, know. they're early. They're, they got about three perfect albums, in my opinion. But other than that, but like at the end of, the, but I know about Sepultura, and I and the fact that I don't really fuck with Sepultura is made up for the fact that I have eight thousand other, you know, legitimate bits and bobs. Just as a side tangent with Sepultura, people should know about Sepultura because without them, new metal would never have existed. Well, them and corn rather, but but still. Yeah, I also toured with Max Cavalera's adopted son. Ooh, did you? Ooh. Yeah. Oh wow, Richie, he's a homie. Yeah, I, I I know who it is, but I don't I don't know him obviously, but yeah. Matt toured with him. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, I I don't know what that was supposed to be nudging or winking at. Oh, okay. But you know, uh, we got along. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, Matt. Matt is now like the guru king because he toured with the son of Sepultura's founder, frontman. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm going delirious right now. I think the the guru king. Okay. I don't know, Matt. I'm starting to feel I'm, the the fever is starting to kick in. I'm starting to feel a little bit out of it. So okay. Well, be b- before we before we completely check out and you become too ill to to properly pod, what do you have to plug? Um, I got a few things to plug. Um, are we putting, um, uh, you're able to put the link to my thing in the show notes, right? Yeah. Just text me a reminder tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Talk about just want to, okay. So basically I wrote a guide on how to optimize your social media profile. It kicks ass. It's really does kick ass. It's really simple. It's fire. But at the same time, if you do this, you will get, uh, your social media profile will be about a hundred times better. So check it out. Um, you will be added to my email list at the end of it. 
Um, I haven't figured out what I'm going to be sending to my email list, but uh, you will be added to it. It kicks ass, and uh, I plan on doing another guide in the next week or two. So uh, be on the list, and you can download that one later, too. That's it. There you go. Oh, wait, one more thing. Rifflord just released a video with Obelisk. The link came in as we were speaking on the pod- podcast. So go uh, check that out. It's an awesome band. And the very awesome, awesome band the with our friends awesome. over at STB records. That's right. Um, anyways, it kicks ass, go check it out. And, uh, then ambassador should be releasing a video later today at 5 PM over at puregreenaudio.com. So, uh, check both those videos out today and uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. And then what I have a couple big announcements stewing, but what I will say, um, I think I did <coughs> yesterday's episode two is, I have a bunch of eBooks that I'm going to link you guys to because I think you're going to get a lot of value from them. Knowledge. And knowledge. The more you learn, the more you earn. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I could just go out as like a Gary Vee impersonator. I was trying to be more like a Ty Lopez impersonator for that one myself, but yeah, that could be like our shtick. We could be like, we could be like the, um, the Abbott and Costello of of marketing we could be the ty lopez and frank kern of heavy metal we all, i thought that was okay no, i'm just kidding anyways anyway point being thank you guys for listening this has been dumb and dumbest are we done yet